Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southernness to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon. Glad you could join us on this steamy Tuesday, July 11th installment of the Eagle Hour, wherever you're listening across the state or online. I'm Kelly Sander, along with producer engineer Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and our buddy Luke Johnson back after a respite. He's in the Southern Bancorp Studios in Laurel. Lots to talk about. Baseball, in particular, the Major League Baseball draft continues in Seattle with day three, wrapping it up today in Seattle. We broke it on the program yesterday, as it happened, that Tanner Hall was the first Southern Eagle, Southern Miss Golden Eagle to go. Three more have gone since then. Luke, we're going to get into this and really peel this back and look at the other three Golden Eagles to go. Two more could potentially go today. We've got a complete wrap of all the Sunbelt Conference players that have been drafted a little bit later on in the show. Color analyst for the uh, ESPN Plus crew for Southern Miss, Cliff Russom, will be joining us. Bill Broadhead will be on the program as well. This first segment of the program brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Dickies is a big fan of Southern Miss athletics and does everything it can to ensure the success of athletics at Southern Miss and make sure that your family is always well taken care of, too, when it comes to small or large catering events or if you just want to enjoy a good meal with your family in a sit-down environment. Don't forget they have that large list of great side items that you can go along with your great smoked meats, whether you decide whether it's pork or sausage, brisket, whatever. Dickies Barbecue Pit. Proud to be a sponsor of the Eagle Hour. All right, Luke, you broke it on this program yesterday. As it happened, Tanner Hall, as we suspected, would be the first Golden Eagle off the board, going uh, 114th to the Minnesota Twins. Three more Eagles have gone since then. So bring us up to speed in Golden Eagle land, first of all, and then let's talk about what's going on Sunbelt-wide as a lot of Sunbelt players are now donning other teams' uniforms, so to speak. Yeah, uh, it's exciting, Kelly. You look at these guys and the work they put in and to see their name being called. Tanner went 114th overall to uh, the Minnesota Twins, so joining Matt Walner and Ben Etheridge in that organization. Again, Jack Duggan, congratulations. He gets another twin who's who was an Eagle. Um, Justin Storm went 7th, seventh, 7th seventh round, 203rd overall, goes to the Miami Marlins. And then a round later, Dustin Dickerson in the 8th round, 229 overall. He goes to the Kansas City Royals. And then Matt Etzel goes in the 10th round, 301st overall. He goes to the Baltimore Orioles. And uh, I believe what? He joins uh, who Reed Trimble um, in, that, right. uh, in that organization. 
Eagles currently don't have anybody with Miami or anyone else with Kansas City. Uh, but Tanner joins uh, Walner and Etheridge, and then Etzel joins Reed Trimble with Baltimore. Now, back in the day, I think Mark Maddox was a Royal, correct? Was I he... believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he was a Royal at one time. Taylor Braley was a Marlin. Was he not? He was. Okay, and, and way back in the day, Luke, do you remember Pat Rapp, a pitcher? I do remember Pat Rapp. Yeah, and I think he was an Oriole. Uh, so, I mean, we've, we've got to turn the pages back a few years, but uh, there are some histories with some of these teams. Now, those four Eagles, really no surprise to anybody that they went. Those were the ones that everybody kind of said, yeah, those were sure things, so to speak. The two guys that there were kind of question marks around as to whether they would go today still remains to be seen. And depending on who you talk to, you could get into a good conversation as to whether Slade Wilkes would be taken and Nico Maza, even though class-wise he wouldn't be eligible to be drafted, but age-wise he is eligible to be drafted. The thing about Slade, nobody argues about his ability to hit moonshots, right, to hit the baseball as far as he can hit it. But, of course, the question then comes up is, well, what position do you play him at? But in the American League, you know, you got DHs. But, man, that guy, if, if somebody really wanted to invest in him, that guy, could, I mean, you can play him a lot of different places. So, so let's talk, you know, briefly about about those two guys. I'm guessing you think that that they're gonna that they're gonna be around here. I would think so because w- what's happening now. Um, and, and by the way, DH is in the National League now as well. So um, that that works, right? Right. Isn't that correct? Yeah. So, uh, but but yeah, with Slade, um, I do think he'll be back. I, I don't. Uh, unless he just wants to to move on, uh, because now you know as you're where you're at in the draft, um, the the slot values have significantly gone down. But we did see last you know last year we had landed on yesterday, and you know it it just happens. Nico's there. I just should mention as well that Matt Adams um, is a, a, you know is is eligible as well, just because his shoulder issue, um, you probably won't see him go. Peto is another. Um, there as well, but um, you know, with with uh, the the slow part of his season, unless somebody wants to take a chance on him, I would love to see Peto come back because I think you'll see him explode next year, and you want Maddie there. So I, I would say uh, Trahan might get a look later on, just because he he did throw mid nineties. Um, but yeah, it, it it Maza and and Wilkes are the only ones that you would say, uh, please, you know, don't especially well, both of those because you feel like. That's your strongest power coming back, and Mazza will possibly be your Friday guy next year. But when you look at the Sun Belt standings this year, you'd think that some of the weaker teams, nah, surely some of these teams are not going to get guys drafted into the major leagues. But just to show you how comprehensive and how thorough Major League Scouting Bureau is and how the scouts will turn over every stone to be able to find every talented player, even some of the... um, when challenged teams, shall we say, <laughs> in the league have players that are being drafted this year. Luke, again, 20 rounds will comprise the draft. It'll, it'll wind up today and culminate with the uh, All-Star game tonight, uh, American League against National League. But even Marshall had a player drafted so far. Yeah, right now, according to my account, of course, four Eagles and seven more Sunbelt players. We mentioned yesterday in the competitive 
competitive balance B round, Carson Rockefort, an outfielder from Lafayette. He went to Kansas City. Uh, Levi Wells, the uh, pitcher from Texas State, went right after Tanner Hall at 118 overall to Baltimore. But um, Teddy Sharkey for Coastal Carolina, a pitcher. He goes to Baltimore in the seventh round. Patrick Copen, a pitcher from the Marshall Thundering Herd, goes in the seventh round to the Dodgers. Uh, right after Dickerson, two slots later, you'll remember Julian Bro- Brock, uh, the great catcher for uh, Louisiana. He went to the Rangers, uh, eighth round, 252 overall. Uh, Nicholas J- Judas, I believe, he's a Monroe Warhawk. He goes to the Yankees. And then in the ninth round, Zach Fruit from Troy. Uh, he goes to Baltimore. He was a, a pitcher for for the Trojans, and then Etzel went in the tenth. Nobody so far from Sun Belt going today, but we should mention two more: Landon Tompkins, a name that uh, a lot of people remember, right-handed relief pitcher for uh, Louisiana Tech from uh, Brandon, Mississippi. He went in the tenth round, and then Blake Wehunt. Uh, you look at you yeah, know, how about staff. that? Yeah, yeah, Wehunt goes in the ninth round to Boston. Um, and he was a guy, of course, that that uh, was here under Oz's uh, Oz in the in the pitching academy of 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 Ostrander, uh, or of Ostrander. So you you look at that and you say, wow, even guys that transferred out, plus Waldrop, man, there was a lot of this pitching staff got you know is going to be playing professional baseball in the years to come. And Bryson Ware, who uh, pitched at Pearl River Community College, then went on to Auburn. Uh, he was drafted as well yesterday. So a lot of guys with Mississippi ties. Uh, their dreams, you know, coming true. And, and of course, the question today around the water cooler or around the lunch table with, with baseball fanatics is, okay, so you've got the last few rounds being taken today. You know, the, this is not going to be big money thrown at these guys. But, Luke, you know, we talked about yesterday. Um, it's, it's not about the money now. It, it's about the opportunity. So you just wonder, and, and I'd love to find any data that would indicate what percentage of the guys that are taken today wind up actually signing? And I'll bet you a lot of people would be surprised. It'll be a high number. It'll be a high percentage of guys this that are is, not going to make a whole lot of money today, but they'll sign anyway. This is from last year, and this is the first 10 rounds, but this is our, this is our buddy Stats McGee. So in 2021, 99% of the guys in the first 10 rounds signed. 2020? It was only five rounds, so they 100%. 2019, 99.4. Last year, 99.3%. Only three guys inside in, in the top ten rounds didn't sign. So, obviously, that drops down on the outside. But what that means is that the four guys that we've seen drafted, obviously Tanner, but the other three are, are, are going to be gone um, as well. But last year, I mean, some of these other guys like Etheridge and Harper, they went late. Stats McGee tells us something else. If you count Hunter Riggins and you count We Hunt, right? You've got 11 guys. Mazza would be the 12th off of last year's staff that have been drafted to play professional baseball. Pretty good statistics, really good statistics if you're a pitcher being recruited by Southern Miss. We certainly want to throw that out there. We've got a good story coming up on the other side of this break. Not going to play baseball, but she's going to have something to say about Southern Miss Athletics. You're going to learn about her, her story, and her father when the Eagle Hour continues in just a moment.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Campusbookmark.net. And this is that time of the summer where they start getting the new swag in. New uh, 2023 football swag, new hats. I always go down there in the fall and get me a brand new hat. Appreciate Campus Bookmark and their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. Cliff Russell coming up next segment. Talk more about the MLB draft, the four Eagles that have been drafted and kind of who's going to pick up, you know, the, the holes they leave behind, um, in the coming year. Cliff will be up next, but hey, let's, uh, let's go up Highway 49 to the pride of Simpson County. My good friend Bill Broadhead, uh, returns to the Eagle Hour. Of course, he and his wife Amanda have uh, had the Bill and Amanda Broadhead uh, Christian athlete endowment for uh, for many years for Southern Miss football. I was fortunate enough to be on there. And Bill, I wanted to check in with you, man. And uh, everybody knows, last uh, year you've been facing some some uh, health struggles, but uh, but glad to know you're feeling better, buddy. Man, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for uh, having me on for a visit today. And yeah, Luke, you know, actually, it's it's cool that you guys had people praying for me. Well, I found out last year that I had cancer and went through that battle. And today, I'm, I'm actually in Biloxi, the uh, the summer conference for for Mass, which is a is a, a group, uh, an alliance of educational leaders, about two thousand educators here on the coast. And I, I had during one of the breaks, uh, I was approached by a guy who came up and, and said, "Bill, you might not remember me. I've been keeping up with your story, praying for you." And uh, actually, I had been tailgating uh, close to us several, several, several years ago, maybe 10, 20 years ago. But uh, anyway, man, it's just it's cool to go around places and have uh, eagles that come up and tell me they're keeping up with me through different people around USM and praying for me. And uh, I'm thankful. My, my doctors have told me, you know, when, when uh, I, I was not expected to leave the hospital at UAB, and they have told me that uh, they know that I have a lot of believers that are praying for me and friends that are praying for me because that's the only reason i was able to leave out of there so amen i uh, thank thankful for everybody who's lifted me up continue you know I'm, I'm uh i am able to walk around i've been able to return to work i am you know having to go through course chemo and with this being a blood cancer i'll do that the rest of my rest of my life but it's just the new normal uh get, get tired a little bit easier and uh some things like that I don't have the strength they used to have, but just thankful to be here. I know every day is a gift and find a way to be used uh, used for God during those days. Amen. Well, you've been on the show before, and Kelly's familiar, uh, but Kelly is not familiar with the streak, and we need to talk about the streak. It was unfortunately broken, <laughs> right, but right. it's it, it's going to be picked back up this fall, Bill. So first, talk, tell Kelly about the streak. Now, wait a minute. That was a song by Ray Stevens. Wasn't it's it a di- back in the? Your mind goes places that nobody else. No, does, Michael Mergen. So, was it this, not? Uh, Wasn't there a song by Ray Stevens? There is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but we're talking about the context. To do with what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, nothing. Got so, it. So, so Kelly, our uh, Bill, tell Kelly uh, about the attendance streak, and then obviously it was broken. But why it's going to be picked back up this fall? Right, right. So, so Kelly, here, here's the deal. I, I grew up with, with parents who, who were great parents. Uh, they took me at all the USM athletic events from, from the time I was born. And I was, you know, hanging out on that campus. And I had not missed a home 
football game. Now, it, it had been broken once, Luke. You might not remember this. Uh, I was out of college, and uh, my wife now, Amanda, was a senior at MC, asked me to go to a formal, and I missed the 1994, I believe it was Houston game. She didn't know. She did not know. And then the following year, uh, she kind of picked up, and she, you don't, you don't miss many USM games, do you? And I said, well, I've missed one. And, and she tells friends she knew that I loved her because I missed a game. I broke a streak. But I picked it right back up, and when the Eagles play at the Rock, I'm there. And uh, I'm, in, I'm in that seat. And so I'm you ready. didn't miss one from 1994 to 2022. And before right. 1994, when you missed the one for the formal, what, what was it? How long had it been going? Uh, you know, look, I was born in 72, and, and Mom and Dad took me to – to, to me to all the games so I, I i don't know of any that i missed before 94 uh so that's the street center that's the one we were been, talking about i gotcha yeah. I've, I've been to i've been to a few and of course last uh last summer uh the cancer i have is very unique uh to, it took them a while to pick up on what it was because it's, so, it's such a rare thing and uh, i was blessed to be hooked up with dr q a doctor that had specialized in it and, and understood it, but I'm, I'm excited to hopefully have the health to be back because baby girl is leaving the house. She's going to Southern Miss. She's so excited about that, and she made the cheer squad for this upcoming school year at USM. So not only do I need to be there in my seat yelling for my Eagles, but I've got to be there clapping for Bella. Bill Broadhead attacking campus and in, in, uh, in living large. And, and Thursday night, I I'm already got my tickets for the All-Star Party in Jackson. She's one of the cheerleaders that's going to be making an appearance at the All-Star Party. And I'm going to tell you that the pride that I have in that girl and uh, being a USM cheerleader, that first eagle walk, I, I might just drop dead of a heart attack right there. It might be too much for this heart to, to take, seeing my – my flesh and blood leading down an eagle walk. That's just uh, too good, too much good in my in my book. Kelly, now what high school did she go to, Bill? She is a product of Simpson Academy in Mendenhall. So she is a cougar. That's right. She was a cougar. Actually, yeah. Columbia Academy down the road here is also, uh, they're also the cougars. And I was driving by on Highway 98 one day. And I can't remember the names, but this is for the folks at Columbia Academy. This was last academic year. And it said, congratulations to whatever the teacher's name was. And it was a female teacher, but it said, congratulations to, you know, eighth grade teacher, Mrs. So-and-so, Cougar of the Month. <laughs> and I said, you know, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> that I would want to be listed as the Bill, coo- these are the parts of the show where <laughs> Michael has to, excuse me, Michael has to go back and edit it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Here, let let me mark. Let's take a quick break. Take a breather. Hold on. <laughs> can't, can't do that. I can't. No. no I, I, got I it, lost but... my voice trying to explain what was happening over the air. All right, yeah. all right. Well, Bill, let me ask you this then. Let me let me ask you a legit question. Uh, in all of these, and Will Hall was on the show last week, and he acknowledged that a lot of this is just, you know, for entertainment purposes and so on. But when you look at all these preseason football um, magazines that are out there, and so on, very few magazines, any of these people are giving the Eagles any love at all. Most right. all of them picking the Eagles finished third or fourth in the West, let alone yep. in the in the league. What do you what do you what do you make of it? Well, I, I, you know, those magazines aren't aren't worth a whole lot, even even on a, on a uh, year where they predict as high. They, they're intended to uh, stoke emotions and sell magazines. But for us, I think that chip on the shoulder should be there. 
And I think that plays to our favor. I, I like the years when we uh, have that little chip on our shoulder where it's just kind of a Southern Miss. Uh, it's the way it should be for Southern Miss. Uh, you know, we're going to come in this year to defense, smash you in the mouth. Uh, hopefully not have to play that, that super back that, that Gore's so good at with uh, some better quarterback play and and uh, let let people overlook us. That, that That's fine in my book. Uh, the magazines don't matter, but at the end of the year, let's see what the record is and, and our, our bowl and how we do. And I don't know how much time we have left, but I want, want you to, to tell our listeners how you got involved with the whole uh, scholarship endowment and, and maybe how other people would, might consider doing that for their business or what have you. Such a blessing. Of course, you get the tax write-off on it. Uh, contact the university, go through the foundation. Uh, we wanted to look at a way to give back while we were alive to enjoy giving back and uh, just contacted at the time Dick Vogel through the Eagle Club and he got me through uh, into the foundation. But y'all, if you want to, if you wanted to have a way to just give back and be blessed back uh, working with these college students in the endowment, contact the university, contact the foundation. Again, you'll get a tax write-off on it. It's 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 a win-win. It'll be good for you, multiple ways, and it's great for the university and it helps support the student athletes. We, we should mention the reason that Bill said tax write-off twice is that was Sanders' number one question when we were off air. Right. Well, I mean, right. nowadays it's hard to get one. You know, it's hard to get any kind of tax write-off anymore. But, but that's not the reason to do it, right? No, no, no of course no. not. But it doesn't hurt. You know, no, it And do you get do you get to choose then, Bill? Who gets these, or how are, how are they awarded? It, it was originally written that that uh, while I'm alive, me and the head coach would select, and I, I think it was maybe Luke, Luke or uh, JP. Luke, correct me here, but one of the guys told me said if you really want to have the Christian athlete honored each year, you know, the coaches know only what we show them, and and you're an hour away. You know, I, I tell the guys when they get it. I can't buy you at McDonald's a Happy Meal, but you can come to my house and raid the fridge and crash my couch, uh, and and they'll show me what they want to show me. So I had a, it might have been Luke. Said, look, if you really want to honor the guy that's legit, let us select it. So yeah. since then, they they have you know when they leave out this year, Swayze Bozeman is our recipient again for. Uh, I think this is the 22nd year Swayze's had it, Luke, something like that. No, I'm yep. kidding. <laughs> Swayze's been around a little bit. Um, but when Swayze leaves, he'll get to select who will be the recipient next year. They'll pass it down to each other. Oh, that's yeah, great. We, that's great. We started it. Yeah, that's right. I, I picked I pick JP. And, and we should mention Swayze and Macy got married, and there's several of us that Bill probably encouraged us to go ahead and wrap up put a put a ring on on our significant other so appreciate that brother yeah absolutely do what i can good deal <laughs> well, bill thanks for your time man glad you're feeling better and uh we'll see you in the rock this fall always to the top to the top there you go cliff russell coming up next we'll talk some more major league draft eagle hour continues on a tuesday Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Appreciate Bill Broadhead joining us. Congratulations to his daughter Bella, freshman cheerleader at Southern Miss, and a special time for the Broadhead family. I'm glad Bill is feeling better. Kelly, are you going to do an endowment now? I don't know. I think that's kind of a good idea. You know, 
Um, David Letterman, seriously, I know you, everybody thinks a joke is coming, but David Letterman, the, the comedian, uh, when he was doing his late night show, he was a graduate of Ball State in Muncie, Indiana, and he endowed scholarships, several scholarships for students that and the prerequisite to get the scholarship is you could not have any higher than a two-point grade point average. Wow. Because uh, so, he said, you know, all the four-point students, there's all kinds of scholarship money out there for them. But he said for the 2.0 students who like to have a good time and, and enjoy the full college experience, that there's, like, like me, uh, that there's not a whole lot and of... that's what your endowment would be. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Kelly Sander lower. low achiever endowment. <laughs> yes. The, the extreme oh, wow. underachiever. Yeah. Why not? There we go. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by 4th Street, home of the 995 lunch on 4th Street. Comes with a, a, a drink, tea, Coke, yeah, all and, of that. And while you're talking about 4th Street, Luke, tonight uh, and every Tuesday night at 4th Street, they are doing Sin Night, which is Service Industry Night. So, like people, servers and, and bartenders and cooks and everybody that serves us in restaurants and so on, they all go to there on Tuesday nights after closing time. Which uh, is awesome, but they may want to change the name because some people may show up for a different reason. <laughs> Service Industry Night. Yeah. That's on Tuesday yep. nights. And then next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, they're going to have, uh, Booty's going to have a special trivia night. So that's gotcha. at, at 4th Street. Cliff Russell serves the Southern Miss Baseball Nation as the color analyst speaking on of, the ESPN Plus broadcast. Speaking of underachievers. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Cliff, you've always been an overachiever. Um, Cliff, you, you should just be happy that um, you're the opposite of Kelly Center. Welcome to the Eagle Hour, brother. Yeah, y'all, y'all are quickly reminding me why it's been a couple weeks since I've been on the show. <laughs> yeah, you haven't missed us at all. All right, anyway. All right, four Eagles go in the first 10 rounds program record, and it's safe to say with the 99% signing rate, all these guys are gone. Confirm that for us, Cliff, and tell us why we should be excited for them. Um, well, I mean, you should be excited for them, Luke, because they're they're Golden Eagles, man. That's this is what you want in your program. You, you want your guys to have uh, to come on campus to develop like these four guys have and have the success like they have, and then move on to bigger and better things. That 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 means uh, your program is is successful. It means your coaches are doing exactly what they should be doing and, and developing kids. I mean, you look at these four, Tanner. Justin Storm, Dickerson, Etzel. I mean, outside of Etzel coming in last year, pretty highly recruited. I mean, those those guys got to got to campus, Luke, and 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 went to work and got better. Um, and and that to me is what is so special about this program, and and what Coach Barry's done with them, and what Coach Ostrander's done with those uh, those two guys, those two arms. But uh, they get to campus and they develop, and and yeah. I think that just speaks volumes. And then when you're committing, when you're when you're out recruiting a kid right now, you show them that and say, hey, you come here, you're going to have a chance to play professional baseball. Absolutely. And it speaks for him. When you got four guys going in the top ten rounds, just amazing. Kelly, um, Kelly may ask about you know who's going to replace these guys. Let me just ask you real quick. You know what what do you see these guys bringing? Uh, who's going to be the fastest? You know the, the strengths of each one of these games are each one of these players helping an organization. Yeah, well, look, I, I mean, I, I think they're all kind of unique in their own way. Um, if you, I mean, I, I think I see Storm moving up quickly. I, I just with with his uh, his body type and that that height and and what he's 
Yeah, we, we, we all saw it towards the end of last season. I mean, he just got stronger as the season went on. And uh, they don't, there's not many left handers out there walking around at 6'7 or whatever he is, throwing the mid 90s with, with that slider. I mean, that, that's, that's unique. And I'll be honest, I, I thought he'd go a little bit higher. I was really surprised he dropped down to that, that seventh round that he did. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's got a great shot to move up quickly. And, uh, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not betting against Tanner Hall. We've all seen what he's done every Friday night for the last two years. And he's got a big league changeup already. He's got a big league pitch. And that's, uh, you know, that's that's hurdle number one is that is have the stuff. But he's got the stuff. He's got the pitch ability. And he's got the work ethic and the head. Um, you know, and then the same, you look at Dustin Dickerson, the same goes with him. And, and uh, if, if he, you know, if he finds that power that he found towards the end of the season, Luke, then, you know, that was always his knock is that the power's not there, but dang, he, he figured something out. But, uh, and then we all saw with Ethel who could be a, a true five tool player. Um, you know, there, there's a reason all four of them went. You know, it, it's not based off of a, yes, it is based off potential, but it's also what they did at this level and, and the success that they had. And Cliff, I want to follow up on, on what you mentioned about, you know, them coming to Southern Miss and achieving. And here's something else that I want to add and I'll get you to comment on. Now, when you come when you come to Southern Miss, you hear about the transfer portal and all this sort of stuff. Right now, with the shape that the program is in, it seems to me there is for any player there is absolutely if your goal is to play professional baseball, which I've never met a guy where it's not. There is no reason to leave Southern Miss except nil money. That would be the only reason that a guy would feel he would need to leave southern miss yes yeah if that's your if that's what your goal i mean look there are other reasons maybe you don't maybe you don't fit into the locker room or something like that and i can promise you um these these coaches would if you don't if the guy's not a fit in the locker room they would they would rather them move on as well uh and look that that certainly is part of it and and uh but to answer your question kelly i mean that yeah if, if your goal is to play professional baseball and get to the next level i mean it's southern miss and um, you know, they, they are proving it year after year that, that you can certainly do that here. Yeah. And, and let me, and let me, let me give you a, uh, an example. And, and, and look, we're th- I'm thrilled for Hurston Waldrop. Good for him. All right. Sure. But when you look at it, his, him in particular, I would contend that he would have been drafted just as high as he was yesterday or the day before, as it turns out, had he stayed at Southern Miss rather than go to Florida. Agree, disagree, why or why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's purely speculation, I think, sure. there. But, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, his stuff was there. It's not like he moved on to Florida and uh, and, and picked up Velocity right. or anything like like Michael Paul Skeens or anything like that. Uh, you know, I, I think his stuff, I mean, arguably his, his numbers were certainly better uh, a year ago at, at, at USM. But, um, you know, in the end, it worked out for him and, and – um, yeah, look, I, I for certainly he, he thought that was the best situation for him, and and I have to respect. Yeah, that. no, I'm I'm not criticizing him at all, but I'm just, but yeah. I'm just saying if anybody thinks that they need to leave Southern Myth Southern Miss simply I, to well, move up in the draft order, I don't think that's the case. Well, my my personal belief is you've got the best pitching coach in the country right here in Hattiesburg. So yeah, yeah, Cliff. Um, Patrick McGee in Hattiesburg put this out. I thought this was just crazy to to mention that. I'm sure you saw Wee Hunt. You know he got drafted. So if you count Riggins, that's 11 on the staff from last year. 
Hopefully Mazel wouldn't get drafted, but Mazel would make it 12. 12 off one staff within one calendar year are drafted into professional baseball. It's pretty insane if you look at it. Um, and, and it's even crazier, Luke, if you look at that, and you, you still you see the success carry over to this year, I mean, this past season. And, uh, you know, we've said it all year. They lost, whatever, six or seven, whatever it was, arms to that or that pin the year before. And they had the success they did this year. And, uh, you know, of course, that's going to be the question is, is who replaces these guys now? Um, but I, I think Coach Barry, uh, you know, before his retirement and now Coach Oz, I think they've proven that, you know, they've got this thing figured out. So, so buy them a little time, give them a little time. But I know they're super excited uh, about these guys they have coming to campus in the fall. And uh, I guarantee you they'll, they'll get it figured out and kind of put the pieces together. Yeah, and I think that's when you know when your program is where it needs to be is that whether you yep. have to replace six out of nine starters on defense or whether you have to replace – you know, two out of three weekend starters or whatever, that there's guys in the pipeline just waiting for their chance and they're going to get that chance and will probably succeed when they get there. Yeah, that's right. So here, like, look, Coach Oz kind of towards the end of the year, he was using seven guys pretty much. And uh, it was seven guys they, they relied on heavily. Five of those seven are coming back, right? I mean, yes, you are replacing, obviously, our, your Tanner Hall, who arguably is, is the best pitcher to ever pitch at Southern Miss. And, uh, but you, you've got five of those seven guys returning. And then, oh, by the way, you throw Chandler Best coming back from injury into the mix, who was going to be a big part of this, this staff this past season. Uh, you know, I, I think there's, there's some pieces there to work with, certainly. It's just really, really, really wild to, to see these guys go. And you got to know, Cliff, Bobby Dickerson just smiling up a storm yesterday when, when Dustin went in the eighth. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, that that's I heard I think I read where Dickie said this is what he's worked for and what he expected of himself since he stepped on campus and uh and and probably well before that. But yeah. Um just well deserved. Look, make no make no mistake about it. He you know, he, he didn't get drafted because of who his family is. That that guy got drafted because of what he's done on the field and, and then done off the field as well. Trey Sutton says, I just got out of his way. That's all I did. Well he's a he's a good one. Hey Cliff, thanks for your time, man. Have a great week. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yep. It's Cliff Russell. Joining us on the Eagle Hour, we'll take our last commercial break of the day. Be back and close out the Eagle Hour on a Tuesday. Stick with us. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the program today is always brought to you by D1 and D-Bat Training. D1 and D-Bat Baseball and Softball Academy. It's never too hot inside because the air conditioning is in there. And if uh, COVID taught us one thing, it's to be meticulous. And, man, they're always wiping things down uh, and making sure that the Things are healthy and clean for you. The batting cages can be set different ways. Got all sorts of summer camps going on, too, in the last final weeks before school gets started. Be on top of your game, whether it's softball or baseball at D1, D-Bat. You can find them online as well, D1 and D-Bat in Hattiesburg. They're uh, right off of uh, Interstate 59. Mobay Beignet Company is the official Mobay store. 
I guess, store, eatery, whatever, of, uh, of the Eagle Hour, uh, right across from the main entrance to the campus at Southern Miss. Your beignets are made fresh as you order them. And while you're doing that, you can enjoy your hot or cold coffee, the other way you want it, in different flavors, Mobay Beignet Company. And you can always catch the Eagle Hour on the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. Final day of the Major League Baseball Amateur Draft continuing in Seattle. More Sunbelt Players are coming off the board, and big news out of New Orleans where the Saints are involved. Luke, bring us up to date. Yeah, three more Sunbelt players going in the 13th round. Colson Lawrence from South Alabama goes to the Miami Marlins. Jeremy Lee, it's a name that uh, Eagle fans may remember, faced him several times, pitcher from South Alabama, uh, goes to the Twins. And then William Sullivan, first baseman from Troy University, uh, goes to the St. Louis Cardinals. Just taking, I don't know if you've, you heard this kid, uh, Kelly, covering Pearl River Baseball. Will Verdung III from Itawamba just yes. went to the Atlanta Braves, um, the, the latest pick. He's uh, he's three ninety nine. But, yeah, to recap, Tanner Hall, uh, fourth round to the Minnesota Twins. Justin Storm, seventh round to the Miami Marlins. Dustin Dickerson, eighth round to the Kansas City Royals. And Matt Etzel, 10th round to Baltimore. You mentioned Alvin Kamara, and it's kind of been fingers crossed. Uh, will the Saints be without him? And, of course, the legal stuff, and you want justice to prevail even if it makes your uh, your team's uh, team lose more, but we're just here to report the facts. This is from CBS about 10 minutes ago. Um, Cam- uh, Alvin Kamara will have to do community service and pay $100,000 to a victim for medical bills stemming from the bar fight. His felony uh, charge was dismissed, and he has pleaded guilty to a lesser misdemeanor charge um, from that February 2022 incident. Uh, With the guilty plea and the legal side of the incident handled, uh, Kamara is now subject to NFL punishment, and they will review the incident. This is from Jeff Kerr about... 10 minutes ago on CBS. So you would have to think, and again, none of us are lawyers, but you would have to think a misdemeanor would be good news as far as his ability to play uh, most immediately with the Saints pending the investigation by the NFL. Yeah? I mean, sometimes, I mean, but sometimes, you know, we have seen this where they want to make a statement. Sure. Um, and especially in a situation like this, I mean, obviously medical bills are getting taken care of, but if it... You know, if it merited it, then you would hope. You know, they would. I want. I want him to play, obviously, but sure. but I would rather somebody, obviously, that was injured or hurt. Uh, you you want a sense of justice. That's way more yeah. important than wins or losses. Man, so. that's that's always that double edged sword, isn't it? I mean, you you always want your team to do the best, but yeah, you don't want any uh, tomfoolery. Do they still use that phrase? Yeah, and yeah. and at the same okay. time, I mean, it's it's like we all know it happens, but just because yeah. you're a professional athlete doesn't mean you're above the law. No, uh, no. But uh, there have been other cases where sure. foot- football players of uh, of note have uh, have gotten favorable rulings, shall we sure. say, in in court cases. <clears throat> um, happy news today! L- lay it on three. Us. Three baseball players have the same birthday for Southern Miss. Two on the way out, one still here. Did you know that Reese Ewing, Christopher Sargent, and Cross Sibley have the same birthday, and it is today? What are the odds? Happy birthday, stats. Cross. Cross yeah. Happy birthday. Let me guess. Let me guess. Stats, stats McGee? McGee has got. Yeah, he's got it broken down. He probably does. Yeah, probably. 
Happy uh, birthday, Sarge. Both of those dudes down around Sims, Alabama, but Carl Sibley Kelly, the pride of Summerall. Yeah, and he's uh, he's pitching up in uh, the Northeast somewhere in one of these uh, summer leagues. So uh, good for them, July Congratulations, 11th. Congratulations, guys. Huh? Yeah, July so, the 11th. And, uh, 7-11. That's right. It is 7-11. Lucky day for, for all those guys. Hey, tomorrow on the program, we're going to be talking to a, a professional baseball agent. And he's going to tell us about what it's like to be a baseball agent and the things that he has to navigate. Because not only does he represent the players, but you know his salary lots of time. Well, it is. It's predicated on what these players sign for. And he'll talk about how rough this water gets between the teams yeah. and the players. It'll be a really interesting conversation tomorrow. James Covington among the guests uh, tomorrow. Uh, on the Eagle Hour, that'll be, that'll be a really will uh, be interesting conversation, and it'll be a Wednesday. Bob will be back, but you know Patrick McGee with his normal slot will be able to add more about this uh, this Alvin Kamara situation for us. But um, four Golden Eagles program record in the first ten rounds. Cross your fingers and toes. Maybe that's all the draft will do for us this year. But we'll be back tomorrow. Bob will be back. Appreciate uh, Bill Broadhead and. Cliff Russell joining us. If you missed those interviews, go back and check them on demand or on the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. We'll catch you tomorrow. And as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.